like the first half of the week. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, just for reference, Jacob's wearing some Batman pajamas and a Batman uh, shirt. So I am. We're representing today. We are indeed. I think Adriana was wearing a uh, Green Lantern. Uh oh. That's blasphemous in this house. Yeah, I guess. Uh, hold on, let me pull up this thingy. Google Docs. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Sorry. All right, let's uh let's not get too much into amigos. We got too many other topics to cover. Yeah, man. It's weird, Jade. You're in my studio space. Hey, man. This is where we record. Yeah. All right. So you ready, Gabe? Always ready. Oh yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 58. 5-8. Five, 5-8. Eight. Five, eight. It is, what is it, the 28th? January 28th. 28th January. Yep. To 2018. There's a lot of eights there. But yeah, we're here. We here. We out here. We're doing the business. Ah! We're doing the podcast. See, is how the mic almost fell on me again? Yeah. It's, uh, you're cursed. Yeah. Maybe you should just use that, uh, that tripod stand to your advantage, but whatever. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. But yeah, uh, welcome, 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 uh. It is a beautiful day. Well, semi-beautiful. It was a semi-beautiful day on the south side of Chicago, Chilly, Illinois. Whatever. I like it. It's better than 10 degrees. It's better than, sure. yeah, which is what we're used to here in January, late January. It's it's like, it's getting to the point, it's like, well, either winter's going to come or it's just not. That's it's where we're at right now. It's goddamn mind. Yeah. So, because um, it's getting close enough to like where it starts to turn nice, where it's kind of like, I don't know, either that or it's February. Tease. Either that or February is going to suck. Like, yesterday was like. 55 yeah. man that yeah. was beautiful yeah it was beautiful but yeah we're back all right uh, so let's uh let's nosedive into these topics here. well well first i'm your host jacob oh yeah and then there's gabe hi gabe eager gabe eager gabe yeah ready to hop into these topics because gabe had a big hand in picking these topics this week of course <coughs> oh god damn uh gabe you can go ahead you can go ahead and kick us off all right um so i think one of the bigger musical pieces of news we got this week was that Slayer is calling it quits. They're yeah. doing one last world tour. Um, and after 30-odd years of just straight aggression and metal music, yeah. they're they're wrapping it up. Yeah, the, I actually looked at that tour. I saw Lamb of God was on it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's wild. There's a, Those two already make it for me, man. I don't yeah. even care. Slayer, Lamb of God, I think um, Behemoth was on him as well. Oh, man, so, that Polish deathcore. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So good uh, stuff. it looked like a good tour. I, I saw Adrian. I'm like, I might have to check that out. That's... um. I think that they're ending it very gracefully because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these artists just keep going on and yeah. on and on. I mean, there's always the few exceptions like Iron Maiden. They've been doing it forever and they still put on a fucking great show. I, I don't know how they do it because yeah. they're just leather and bones at this point. Yeah, good point. But Slayer says, hey, you know what? We're done. Yeah. One last tour. We're going to as opposed to like, um, uh, who is it? Was a Black Sabbath like a year ago? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, we're done. Like no final warning. Like, oh, by the way, that show we played last was our last show. Didn't really give anybody a warning. But I guess if you were going to go, you're going to go. That's but. um, I, I think that's kind of rude to the fans. Yeah, but, a little bit. But whatever. Uh, the guitarist went out and said, yeah, don't expect a new album. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's like, oh, it's there. One last tour. One last, you know, metal album. Mm-hmm. No, he said, we're, we're good. We got the, what, 12, 15 albums that we've had since the 80s. So we're just going to do a, a best of the best. And we're going to rock it. Yeah, sounds like fun. So, um, one one quick side note I'd like to mention. I don't know if Slayer's gonna pull this because it's very different situations for the two. But Ozzy's quote unquote last tour was in '92. Yeah, I mean, Lord knows he's still going. I I don't. I I think a a band like uh, Slayer. Slayer. I think that they say that they're done, and they're making obviously like a very very big deal out about this. And yeah. They're, I think they're done, uh, which is cool. Um, you know, uh, metal royalty and yeah, man. I, I remember listening to South of Heaven for the first time when I was like, you know, still a young Padawan in the metal genre. Yeah. So that that's definitely a banger. They got a lot of good stuff aside from Raining Blood. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be great. I don't know, I don't know when or where, but tickets are not gonna be cheap. I know it's a Tinley. Uh, and they're gonna do the amphitheater. Yeah, some point during summer, I believe. Uh, yeah, we we may have to check it out because it's just kind of fun to be there and uh, experience it one last experience time. Experience it one last time, yeah. Because I think I've seen Slayer, Slayer maybe shows are once or twice yeah. before. Brian yeah. was telling me that he once went to a Slayer show and he was in the pit because because uh, Brian mm-hmm. and um, he saw some dude like slice his wrists open and he was just fucking moshing. I was like, damn, that is that's a little too hardcore for me yeah. right there. But hey, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, so yeah, man, R.I.P. Slayer, and maybe we'll go. Maybe yeah, make um, a make a fun little trip out of it. It, it was a good. I can't even say it was a good run. It was a phenomenal run, dude. Yeah. They, um, 
I don't know if they so much influence the music I want to make, but you could definitely see how far they extend, especially in today's yeah, genre. They're, they're one of those uh, very few metal bands from that era that broke into the mainstream and were playing like Jimmy Fallon and yep. stuff like that. You know, so yeah, they uh, they definitely got their seeds implanted in today's like metal yep, for sure people and yeah man so it, it's it's been cool yeah thank you slayer nice knowing you slayer uh okay so i'm moving on to a topic that i put at the very top because i actually you know gave it a listen mike shinoda came out with an ep it's called post-traumatic very fitting um it was just three songer um and it's very very good um obviously he doesn't really have a track record of putting out bad music per se um, and I gave it a listen and, uh, the lyrical content involved, very heartfelt as a tribute to his friend. Um, and not, you know, the typical Lincoln Park sound, obviously there's the hip hop vibe to it, but, uh, he even had that opening song that's almost like, almost kind of sounds like Drake to me. It's kind of weird. You'd have to give it a listen and then you'd have okay, to let me, yeah, let, let, let me know. Uh, like I said, it's three songs, not very long, but are very heartfelt and very good. So I put that up there, um, and I enjoy it so far give it a listen we're gonna drop a link yeah um mike shinoda you are known for dropping phenomenal original content mm -hmm. and i'm sure i will enjoy this ep yep very good i'm sure i will uh with that uh not also not put on here but uh i downloaded uh kane hills uh yes new jam let's, my, let's just this is my transition th yeah one. this is my first album of 2018 uh that i listened to it's called too far gone overall uh it was cool <laughs> uh, we've actually seen Kane Hill together. Yeah, I uh, believe they were so. At Warped, 2015. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So they, they went on right before every time I die. I yeah, that. they're uh, they're. It was a good. It was a good album. Um, there's a very cornish vibes to it, which oh. I I don't you know dis dislike, but um, very cool. Um, I'll give it a solid B. You know, not nothing mind blowing. It's not gonna change your fucking life, but it's a good fun start to the 2018 musical uh, odyssey, as I claimed on the on the group chat so if you're a fan of like you know metalcore with you know a little bit of new metal vibe to it give it a listen uh yeah, man. hill uh always pushing the limits on yeah the new metal scene yeah definitely very cool beans um in regards to mine i haven't had an album yet because it's still very early in the year yeah. but for the fallen dreams put out a single okay uh this week i believe uh called stone really dig it same kind of new metal vibe, but you could hear the metalcore influences. Yep. I like all their stuff. They're they're one of the, like the the bands I don't really bring up. Yeah. Because you know I, I just get bum rushed by all these like big giants and shit. Yeah. But for the Fallen Dreams, very consistent with their music. I dig it. Uh, check out Stone. Cool. I'm about to check that out myself. Probably cranking out a new one. You know uh, who's still on tour, and I don't know how well you know them, but this is something from like my era. There's a band called uh, My Children, My Bride. I don't know if you ever heard of them, mm, and it blew my mind to realize that they were still around. I think they're they're on tour with like somebody else that I know. That's also kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't know they were still together uh, near that era. And I was like, eh, that's That'd be a weird. Good name for for a tour. What? Oh, I didn't know they were still together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they were still together. The tour. It's been six years since our last tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so cool I don't stuff, know. Cool stuff that came up on on the the thing. So go ahead, Gabe. I know you got some stuff that you put down here. All right, I, I did a quick. Uh, Horror movies coming up, and I didn't yeah. put Halloween on here because we I, talked I feel about. Like, I think we've we've yeah, exhausted that conver that conversation. There's a lot of airtime for that. Movie. Yeah. Um. So some of the horror horror movies in 2018, the ones that caught my interest, Summer of '84. What is that? Um. I didn't read too much into it, but it's gonna be like I know what you did last summer. Okay. Kind of vibe, murder, mystery. Oh, okay. I can get with that. Uh, Winchester. Again, I didn't read too much into that because this next one kind of caught my attention. This is wait, this, that's the woman with the house, right? Yeah, almost so. almost like Thirteen Ghost style, where it's like, oh, different room for a different ghost kind of a deal. I, uh, I only saw like screenshots and stuff, didn't delve too much into it. Uh, okay, so this one, I think this falls under your category for a while. They're still together. Uh, Hellraiser <laughs> Judgment. <laughs> yeah, so man. This is number 10, 11? something like that, and quite a few. So Hellraiser is a, a franchise I enjoy. Yeah, we but know. To, to say the least, there's a lot of shit in this franchise. Uh huh. Um, I I always tell everybody watch one, three, five, and then if you're really saucy, watch seven. Uh huh. Because every every like even number one seems to just kind of fall off the boat. Copy. All right, and and I'm I'm being real generous with that. Because uh -huh. realistically, one is what you need to watch. Okay. That is the good one. Five is phenomenal with the New York Cop one and uh -huh. the whole fucking within. Uh huh. But. Come on, another one. I is, love Clive Barker. I love his work. Yeah, but the, we're still cranking them out. Is this a direct to DVD or is this something that's going to get a theatrical? This is going to be theatrical. Oh wow! So I I still see that there's some 
force behind Hellraiser, some movement, and I get it because you know in the '80s it was like, oh my god, Hellraiser is so yeah. original. You you got that like gore porn essentially is yeah. what the movie is, and it's cool. Um, you know, it was a comic originally. Hellraiser the franchise it was a novel. It, it, oh, was it? Had, yeah, it's had oh. many forms. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And now we're kind of at the point where it's like, do we really need eleven movies? Well, I think a lot of horror franchises have kind of exhausted that because I know Halloween's up there with they're they're at eleven. I think Friday the Thirteenth has like fifteen of them or something stupid, including reboots. Yeah. Um, Nightmare has what nine of them? Like Nightmare has seven. They they've taken. Uh, well, does that include the reboot? Seven or eight with the reboot. So there, I think those franchises that kind of came popular in the '80s kind of sucked that, you know, sucked the marrow out of out of everything they could out of it, and kind of left it to die. And now these things get reborn these days. So I, I wouldn't even call it a rebirth. I, I think a lot of these movie makers and producers and industries they they don't realize that times are changing. So that when you know when they were growing up, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, Hellraiser, uh, Nightmare. Halloween, fucking terrifying. Yeah. I mean, if you grew up in the 80s, if you grew up, shit, probably even in the 90s, that shit was petrifying. Yeah. Right? But now it's like, meh, you know? Yeah. The, <clears throat> this generation is kind of sterile to that. Yeah. You got to come with something new. And that's where all those, those weird, uh, like, unfriended and all those things that kind of try to take a modern turn on the horror. Yeah. And it kind of falls short. But, like, you got to give them credit for at least trying to do something. Like, how do you, like... Think about it. Pitching, pitch unfriended to, to to a person. Oh, it's a group of friends in a Skype chat, and then it's one by one they get picked off. It's like, well, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. I just think that Hellraiser is, and don't get, like, I, like I said earlier, I like this franchise. I like it a lot. But come on, man, just just call it quits. Is fifty percent liking a franchise? <laughs> I I would say I like it enough. Okay. I, my my argument is that. I, I could totally see myself getting like a Hellraiser figurine, like a pinhead figurine okay. for, for the office or something, right? Copy that. Uh, next up, Slenderman. Yeah, so this is something that I wanted to talk about because I actually wanted to mention it with one last week, but it kind of slipped my mind. So the Slenderman movie is coming out, which I would say about five years too late. They should have. No, no that, that's exactly it. Because yeah. when we were reading up on it on the internet, it, yeah. said, it was terrifying. When this game was going around, that little. Well, even before. Yeah, game, dude. I remember reading like the creepy pastas. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. That was some scary shit. Yeah, and it's uh, about like I said, I'm just a little late to that party. This, this is something they should have done right when Slenderman was all over the internet. They should have cashed out, and like you said, five years ago, man. This when, is when everybody was playing the games and the variations, and like you said, they had like those articles and websites dedicated to this. You know, like that 40 minute YouTube video yeah. that explained everything. Mm. Yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I think Slenderman kind of burnt out. Yeah, I mean, who really talks about it anymore? Fun fact: here's here's a, here's a story. I played Slenderman by myself in my room on my shitty laptop that I had in, from high school, right? Okay. So I played it; it scared the shit out of me, right? <laughs> so, but here's the deal: I took it down and I downloaded it out of my family computer back when I was still living in the in the city. And uh, I'm like, oh, I, was, I told my little sister, I'm like, you gotta play, you gotta play this game with me, like it's gonna <laughs> be a lot of fun. And I'm like, okay, here's headphones. I put oh, headphones. No. I put headphones on her head, right? And we're playing. I'm walking through. I'm guiding her through the forest, right? And then um, she screams. I turn to her to, to see her reaction, and then I turn back around towards the screen and see Slenderman right in front of me, and I jump out of my chair and do a <laughs> I do a fucking backflip ninja flip over my couch. Fun fact: that's what exactly what oh, happened. Oh man, that's her instant. Karma. Yeah, that's so uh, it got me good. I, I it, you know I'm a mark for that shit, so it is what it is. But um, so in in regards to Slenderman, I don't think I'm gonna see it in theaters. I don't know, man. I kind of want to. We'll see. We'll see. It, it's probably. Critically, it's probably going to be like, oh, but Rotten Tomatoes is probably. Yeah. We'll see. For sure. We'll see. There, there's still very little on it at yeah. the moment. Uh, and then the last one, uh, Purge the Island, which is movie number four. So what's the premise of this one? Uh, they're on an island. That Purge on the island. Okay. I, I, they're keeping it simple. Well, here, where's, uh, here's it. Okay. Purge one was okay, right? I think we could all agree. It was a fun concept. Yeah. But – the the main problem that a lot of people had with the first purge is like, well, sir, suburbia is a lot of fun, I'm sure, during all of this, but let's fucking go to LA and just watch people fucking go ape shit, right? That was number two. And that two. was that was number two. Yeah, I saw that. That was now, that was actually pretty good. Number two was fucking awesome. I stand by that. The fact that they had a guy who was very like solid snake ish. Yeah, and just, just driving around saving people. Yeah, that was fucking cool. And um like I said, it kinda answered my criticism that I had for about the first one. 
and kind of took it more of an action-y kind of a direction, which I'm down for. Action horror is, is, is a fun genre that hasn't really been explored in movies, in games it has. You know, like the re- most recent Resident Evils and stuff like that. We have, you know, the Dead Space 3. Right, we, right. We have, you know, those outlets for that. But and as far as bringing it to film, we don't really have uh, the horror. Like, we have, you know, what, Alien, Aliens? Aliens. Aliens. Um, like, what else do we have as far as action? Action horror. Um, Predator. Oh, yeah. The no first, shit. The first Predator. Predator. Alien, yeah. Alien versus Predator, yeah. if, you want, if you want to count those two. Yeah. But unless we have, we oh, don't. Oh, Ash, uh, uh, Evil Dead. Oh, there you go. Okay, Evil but that's a, that's a comedy too, though. That that, that kind of transcends genres. Yeah, we're not gonna true. get too much into that. Oh, I'm so, a fan. Perch four. I didn't see three. Did you see three? No, I didn't either. It didn't really pique my interest. Well, I know that the guy they had the guy from the second one in it, so uh, that was like why I wanted to see it. But then the the whole concept kind of fell apart, and I love the fact that um. <laughs> this is before Trump took office and before he was even like taken as like a, a serious candidate that they, they had a phrase similar to the one that he the whole make America great again thing. He had like in that movie, they had a, like a slogan for the people who are responsible for the purge. Like that was their, their political slogan as well. So I thought that was kind of funny. That's wild. Yeah. Um, purge overall, very cool concept. I think that they're kind of finding their niche. Yeah. They're finding what the, the movie's good at. And shit like that, because like you said, first one was was weak. Mm-hmm. Second one was awesome. I mean, yeah, awesome. Be granted that those are the only two that both of us have seen. Yeah. Um, I think that this whole concept can be really nicely done and interwoven between the movies. Cause yeah. In the whole second one, you had the whole political agenda. Yeah. And shit. I think that if they're very careful and they take some time and put work into it, it'll come out great. I think this this idea of the purge has a lot of potential yeah have we seen it glimpses well my my thing is now that you says all oh, purge the island if it's all matt you can't there's no escape you know what i mean if you're on an island right but now the, the question is is this just gonna end up being another gore fest or is this gonna be something different or, well not that is it gonna tie the whole political aspect into it of the purge and like how people are essentially really shitty yeah, you know, and just hiding it for the so, majority of the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I dig. Okay, I, don't get me wrong; I enjoy a good zombie gory movie, shit like that. But it's it's the shit that sticks with you. Yeah, at the end, I agree with you. Matters. So that's that's the horror kind of the horror lineup for this year, outside um, of the Cloverfield Three, which I'm well, which is yeah, I, I didn't a month include out. a handful. These are just kind of the ones I saw, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay, very cool. What else you got, Gabe? Because I know what else I got. Um, okay, so I, I I have it noted as a surprise show. Yeah. it's not really a surprise anymore. Um, so Dirty Nellies is this little bar in Palatine, Illinois. Palatine, yeah. Uh, have you been there? No, I have not. Okay. So actually, wait, quick story. I actually had a show, uh, tickets. I won tickets to a show to see like of Mice and Men and We Came as Romans there one time. And I didn't have a ride out there. Ripped. Yep. So, but (laughs) so I think it fits like 200 people. Yeah. Well, uh, like three, four. Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely not four because it's smaller than the bottom lounge. You think so? Most definitely smaller than the bottom lounge. And so I get emails notifying me of when my favorite artists go up on tour and yeah they're around me right yep and so i got one the other day it was like every time i die is touring near you and i'm like oh well maddie already bought the fallout boy tickets so <laughs> and, and then i looked at it and i was like wait palatine illinois and they're playing at dirty nellies in march who, who are they playing with okay so now here, here's where it gets kind of tricky that leg of the tour is with motionless and white but Motionless and White oh, okay. are not listed for the last two or three shows. Isn't that their tour? This is the Graveyard Shift no, 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 too, no? no, no. no? no it's Every Time I Die's tour. Oh. Because they were co-headlining, I guess. Oh, okay. The Graveyard Shift, they were co-headlining that one. And this one, I guess Every Time I Die is headlining. And like I said, Motionless is in White is not listed on the last three stops. But they are for all the other ones. So, norm, you know, as any sane person would, I bought tickets immediately. Yeah. And now I'm I'm fucking super excited because hmm. this is probably the smallest venue I'll ever see them at, aside from the one time they played at the Star Cafe. Yeah, which is like a 150 people venue, super <laughs> tiny. So I'll bear tooth there too. Yeah, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm fucking pumped. That they, sounds like fun. Yeah, when when I got the email and when I bought the tickets, there was nothing, nothing on their site, nothing on their Twitter. And then the next day they're like, oh, you know, and I was like, all right. So I guess it's not really a surprise anymore. Yeah, copy that. Very cool. On top of that, Jordan, uh, Buckley. Sure, you know he's a phenomenal artist. Uh-huh. He just put up the pre-order for the two tour posters for this winter tour. Three feet high by one foot wide. Wow, massive, massive. Taller than taller than him. 
bought one. <laughs> <laughs> I have my shit pre-ordered. This nice. shit is whack. Cool. All right. All right, Jake, hit, hit me with that with that DC news. All right, so this is they have pretty much like uh, you know obviously we know that DC is you know going to be pumping out these films. Uh, we're a little less excited about them than we would most other comic book movies. So I have this article here that I that I copied and pasted from Screen Rant, and it pretty much has all the ones that are rumored slash confirmed or in production already. And I kind of want to gauge your interest on these because I know you're like oh you know these superhero movies. I know you're kind of over it at this point, but uh, as somebody who you know who knows a little bit about it, like gauge your interest on these movies that are coming out. In development right now this is a twenty. This, there's twenty of these. Uh, I'm gonna skip over the ones that are maybe less interesting. In development, Nightwing. Um, Nightwing, Nightwing. How do you want me to rate this? Like uh, one to ten, one to five. Do 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 out of five. Do out of five. Nightwing. Um, probably like a three. Yeah. Big Nightwing. Is he the coolest DC character? No. My my thing is like, how well is it gonna tie into the Batman? Because I think that's really the telltale on that. Like you, you got to do. You gotta do a solid Ben Affleck Batman, yeah. and then kind of lead into Nightwing. Yep. You can't just throw that out there. But yeah, that's in development. Uh, we got Deathstroke in development. Eh, like two. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumor: Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Um, I like the Titans. I like them a lot. I'm sure you do too. Yep. Um, I don't think you're gonna get much better than the original cartoon, not the remake. Yeah. I don't think I, you're gonna get better. I like than the that. I like the remake. It cracks me up, man. There's some jokes in there where you like. Hey, man, that's, that's fine. It makes but me laugh. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think a movie like that would translate well. Because, you know, cartoons are kind of free, free roam. Yeah. You can do what you want. Yeah. Movies, they have the limitations. True. Uh, in development, Wonder Woman 2. Wonder Woman 2. Uh, probably a three as well. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg in development. Uh, like a one. Don't care for yeah, Cyborg. Yeah, me either. Uh, this, is one, uh, this is one I really don't care about. Rumored Hawkman or Hawkgirl. Hawkman slash Hawkgirl. Um, same argument as Teen Titans. We've got Justice League. Yeah. This is the end all be all. Yeah. So like a one. Uh, in development, Green Lantern Corps. This is going to be interesting for you. This is, I, okay, so I, I do enjoy the Green Lantern books uh, very much. Uh, I love Brightest Day, Blackest Night. Uh-huh. That is probably top three comics ever. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, I don't know, man. Are they going to fuck it up again is the question. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. Cause, okay. Because I might see it, but it's very easy to fuck up something mm. like that, as we've seen. Nice. All right, in development, Flashpoint. Flashpoint Paradox? Mm-hmm. One. You, no, don't even. Yeah. Don't touch that. Yeah, I know. It's scary, you, you, isn't you it? You got it perfect. Isn't it scary? <laughs> don't, don't, don't ruin shit. Yep. Uh, rumored Swamp Thing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Probably a three. Yeah, I think that's something that's I think that's going to be kind of a, like a sleeper. like Something that nobody's really going to expect a whole lot of. And it doesn't really have to be extremely tied in with the rest of the stuff. It could kind of be like its own deal. Something should be action thriller. Yeah. Because the premise of Swamp Thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. A little bit more horror Yeah, based. no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. End uh, development, Suicide Squad 2. Mm, one. Hard pass on that one, yep. End yep. development, Aquaman. Um, As like Mo- Momoa, two man. Two or three. And the reason, no, here's why it's higher. It's because James Wan is directing this. And James Wan is the guy who's behind Insidious and all those type of okay, movies. Okay, so you have good repertoire. Yeah, I like... I like um, yeah, that one's up in the air for yeah. me, man. I'm, I'm with it. Uh, in development, Harley Quinn. Uh, if we're doing Margot Robbie. Okay, so here, <laughs> here's the issue with this movie. Uh-huh. It, it's going to sell, and it's going to sell fast because Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, is it going to be good? I, I mean, it can be. Mm-hmm. She's got an interesting enough backstory. Yep. How are you going to tie this in with Suicide Squad, though? Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, Jared Le- I should say the Joker is kind of abusive towards her. Yeah, for but sure. You still have all these... Teen girls idolizing that sort of relationship, even though they have absolutely no clue what that kind of relationship even is. Oh, Harley, I want to be like Harley Quinn and the Joker. It's oh, you want to be abused by your man? I know a couple of guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know a couple of guys that are locked up. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, in development, Shazam. Uh, one. One. No interest in Shazam. Even as the Rock as Black Adam. Uh, I like the Rock. I like Black Adam. I think they're good for each other. Am I gonna watch it? No. In development, Deadshot. Ooh. You get points for Will Smith, man. That's yeah. Probably going to be a four. Yeah. Uh, in development, which is we were just talking about, Black Adam, he's getting his own solo movie. Are you more interested in Black Adam than you would be Shazam? No. No? No, they're Equal? the same for me. Copy that. Uh, Birds of the Prey, which includes Black Canary, Batgirl, Cockgirl. So we're doing a, a Cheetah Girls thing? Kind of. Yeah. Um, Catwoman. 
No, we'll see. That that mm-hmm. one could be good. Yep. I have faith. This one I heard actually hit the dust after the um, the pitch. Well, no, it hit the dust when if or, you know Suicide Squad didn't do very well. Lobo. I like Lobo a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lobo is something you present to the public. Yeah, that's <laughs> something I get to. That's, Lobo is it's fucking psycho. It's, it's, it's a deep cut. It, Lobo, <laughs> Lobo would do well in an R-rated setting. Yeah, with with a good direct. Lobo would good, do good in a Tarantino film. Yeah. All right. Let's just in yeah. the last twenty minutes of any Tarantino film. Yeah. For sure. I agree. <laughs> and last but not least, Green Arrow. Don't we already have a show? Yeah. No. Yeah. Zero on Hard that. pass on that one as well. So those are the 20 films, quote unquote, in development and or rumored and or, you know, I Yeah, I think filming. Deadshot gets the, the highest on that one. Just because Will Smith proved he could do that. Role. Well, for me, it's it's two. It's of the two. There is Wonder Woman 2. Because okay. I, I love the first one. I can't. What can I say? And, um. Aquaman, because I like yeah, Momoa. It's completely fair. Momoa's and, cool. And James Wan. So that's how I stand and all that. Uh, so yeah. Also, uh, moving on to some video game news before we get into your uh, one of your last topics. Bullshit. Uh, Epic Games, okay. Epic Games. I believe they behind uh, Gears of War. I think is Epic behind Gears of War. Oh, I don't know. I haven't touched the Gears of War since two. Yeah, Epic Games, real quick. Oh, nope, that's not what I wanted. So anyway, Epic Games is the Developing company behind, I believe, uh, Gears of War. Um, don't quote me on that. But they're also doing Fortnite. Okay. And uh, a b- game called Paragon. Now, Paragon is something that I covered long time ago. Like, maybe episode 20 of this is podcast. Is this the game that everybody's banning the pre-order on? Well, now, well, here's this is this is what's going on. Paragon is a MOBA, like Smite. Uh, so, they're built around that arena, you know, tower right. gameplay. All that, but it was kind of like a third-person shooter kind of vibe. I actually did download it and did have a little bit of fun, but I couldn't really understand how the like the, the upgrade, yeah, the upgrade system kind of worked. Um, so you know, with a game like Fortnite that came out and kind of took over the world, um, <laughs> Epic Games kind of just is dropping. They're shutting down the servers for Paragon, even though Paragon was supposed to be the next, the next big, big thing. thing. Yep. Uh, but Fortnite kind of came an overnight success that nobody anticipated. Um, kind of took over the whole their whole development team, and now they're kind of shutting down this pro this you know this project to everybody to be dedicating time for Whatever. Fortnite. <laughs> I yeah, wasn't invested. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm saying uh, for video game developers who put a lot of time into stuff that they think it's gonna be the next shit. It's gonna be uh, like the next yeah. League of Legends, next Smite. Sure, and, you had a hardworking team behind that one. Yeah, and it, and it looked like visually it was a fantastic looking game. So they put resources into this. Okay. So it's kind of uh, weird that this weird cartoonish battle royale game kind of took over, and uh, and now everybody's developing all the time to it. And that's another thing in general is that this battle royale format is in the mainstream. There's is, no doubt about it. Now. Yeah, it's taking over, and um, and with that, uh, PUBG Player Unknown Battleground. Which is the the big one. Yeah, the big one is coming to the PS4 now. So So did you hear the argument that Sony had before they allowed this? What was the argument? So Sony took a stance because, I mean, it's on PC. It's on, you know, Microsoft products. But Sony's stance before this announcement was, hey, we don't want to sell people something that's not complete. They want a yeah. uh, like a finished like product, an actual game because it's forever beta yeah game mode thing yeah it is. it's been in beta for yeah like the last couple years or yeah. whatever it may be but Sony said hey finish it polish it and then we can release yeah. it yeah and it's, I like how because you know Xbox got a lot of flack for how it ran on Xbox it wasn't good looking good at all it was very choppy you know the frames per second was really low and. You know, it just didn't look good. So I kind of I like how Sony is like, like you said, kind of took a step back. It's like finish it, make it look good for to run on our consoles, and then we'll talk. Now maybe if they took a stance against EA, and that's another. Yeah, thing that's the, well. But I, I applaud Sony because they are leading this gen's uh, charge. Yeah. And they're they're absolutely doing the right thing. Yep. They are putting their foot down, and I think that's exactly what, like Microsoft should do as well. Yeah. Hey. Figure your shit out. Come back to us with the finished product. Yeah. You know? What is your stance on this under best battle royale format, game mode, um, so to speak? Battle royale. Okay, so I, I, I like I liked it when we played Fortnite. Yeah. It was fun. 
Um, is it something I'm gonna devote a whole shitload of time to? Maybe depending on the well, Depen- well, depending on on what it is. Because okay, I picked up recently. I've been playing Warframe. Yeah. Warframe. So you you know how Smite is like free to play. No, no, no. Smite is like uh, League of Legends. Yeah. Think of Warframe. That what, what Smite is the league is what Warframe is the Destiny. Okay. And you know Sony was like, hey, we'll give you all these bonuses. It's free to play. Picked it up. I love it. It's fucking great. Is it? And I, I dig it a lot, man. I think you'd like it too. There's so much to do. But I, that, that has a Battle Royale format in it, and I dig it because the movement system and the weapon system translate really well. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for Fortnite, just the way both are set up. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 take, I take issue with games, and Call of Duty is doing this, is games that are not developed to be in a Battle Royale format taking their game, throwing their algorithm into it, and be like, oh, we got a Battle Royale game mode. Because Call of Duty is doing this. They're going to be pumping out their Battle Royale game mode any, you know, any what, month. What, is their, what does that constitute for them? Like what? Well, it's massive yeah. 2v32? No, I, no there's, I think they're going to be 1v1 or 1 versus all, uh, you know, 50 people in a map that they're developing kind of a thing. And my thing is it doesn't fit the format. Call of Duty, and I was telling this to my wife yesterday, Call of Duty is a game that's meant to be played like that. It's a game that's it's meant a to ten be, minute game. It's meant to be fast. It's something where you change for work and you're like, "Well, I got ten minutes." Yeah, I got yeah. So that's what Call of Duty is meant for me. Me, I could have Call of Duty. I could be playing Call of Duty, do well, have movie music bumping in the background, and just not even be focusing on the game and still do well. That's Call of Duty for me. Now, for a game like Rainbow Six. Right, or you got your nice headphones on. Yeah, and you're telling everybody well, I was telling, I was telling, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I was told Adriana that uh, when we talked about this a previous episode, Rainbow Six kind of came back from the depths and really is. I paid for the the year three content ahead of time because I re- previously the year one with all the operators, all the you know the extra characters, I paid after the fact because it was like on a sale, right? Okay. And then year two, I did the same thing. Was kind of like oh half off. So this year, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm putting a considerable amount of time into this game that I wouldn't really expect to put into once I put it into my console again. Um, I'm like, let me buy the, the, the year three ahead of time. So, um, yeah, Call of Duty is not a game that's meant to be played in that kind of format. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I think with the whole World War II setup, I think it will work well. Because, I mean, World War II wasn't, you know, 8v8. Yeah. It was massive scale. Yeah. I think that will work for him. Uh, we'll see though, man. Call of Duty's been. There was a point in time where they were innovating and leading, but now they are following. Yeah. To say the least. Well, once uh, like Titanfall kind of came with the whole advanced movement system, as Call of Duty called it, um, Titanfall did that first. Then COD's like, ooh. Did it better. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> like, hey, Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> And I, not to be like, you know, to bash those games, because I did enjoy like the Black Ops 2s and 3s, and uh, I did enjoy Advanced Warfare, but they weren't leading the charge anymore after yeah, that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I don't understand why these games that aren't meant to be in that format are trying to, to replicate that, because I mean, it's the hot thing. You know, it's, it's, it's the big the big name is Battle Royale and what they're doing with them and all See, that now. Now, let me tell you where Call of Duty is at right now because we, we bring this up from time to time mm-hmm. and i think they're at the point where they could reasonably sell a whole separate zombies game for 60 dollars. Mm-hmm. you got a lot of fucking maps now yeah a lot yeah a lot 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 you don't even need to put the world war ii maps in there mm-hmm. you still make money off that yeah and i just think that instead of you know dropping like a oh zombie chronicles dlc yeah i would seriously buy i would pay i would gladly pay 60 dollars to have every zombie map from you know from from World War, World at War, right? That first map. Yeah. Everything up to before World War Two, and like on one easy place to access. Yeah, one cause, disc. Because my buddy bought the the Zombie Chronicles for Black Ops Three. Yeah. I think yeah, that's cool and all, but it's like, well, what do I want to do if now I want to hop over to Zombies in Spaceland or you know have Kevin Smith on my side in Infinite Warfare? <laughs> it's just an example, right? It doesn't yeah. Need to be that exactly. Yeah. But it's like, well, what if? Now I want to play a different map that's not on the Zombie Chronicles. I just spent thirty dollars on this. Yeah, and sixty dollars on the game. That's a hundred bucks. I don't even have everything. Well, I my well, Treyarch invented the whole COD Zombies thing, so I get I um you know I think was it Sledgehammer? No, uh, what's it called? 
Infinity Ward. They did their own version of zombies finally because which the, I like. Yeah, <laughs> which finally because uh, the whole like, extinction thing didn't work out so much in Ghost with the whole alien thing, which is kind of sad because I think it's a, cool u- it's a unique take on it, but it just didn't work out this, the same popularity. But like as far as like the storyline, you ever try to follow that storyline? Z- the zombie storyline? Yeah, the zombie. Yes, to a point, but then it pulls a, a DC Marvel. And it's like, well, if it's World War, then this is. Yeah. No, fucking A, stop. Yeah. And I see that's part of the problem right there. You could fix your fucking storyline if you drop a zombies game and you make the story more prominent. I'm not yeah. saying, like, you know, give the Easter eggs to the player. Yeah. Make them still work for it, but now kind of revise everything. Well, my, my, my issue with the zombies storyline is that they are access, access through Easter eggs. Why do I have to go through an obscene amount of, uh, you know, prerequisites in order for me to get story out of this? You know what I mean? Like, well, well. Now imagine this, right? In your menu, you have like a like a codex or an index, mm-hmm. and then you have all like the snippets from each map that you unlock. Mm-hmm. So you do it once, and you have oh hey, here's a song that plays on uh, Kino. Here's all the clips from Kino. Here's all the information, all all that shit. And then you have that all in one nice library, and yeah. you can just go through each map and be like, okay, well this is the information from here. This is the information from here. Mm-hmm. So you're not constantly having to you know. <clears throat> Re unlock everything. Yeah, copy that. I get that. Um, so yeah, I mean that'd be kind of cool. But like I said, better way FM doesn't fit Card of Duty in the nutshell. With that said, uh, on talking about Rainbow Six as we were a minute ago, they're doing their own version of Zombies. Rainbow. It's, it's called Outbreak. But here's the deal, and I know it makes it make me sound like a fucking hypocrite, right? Because I just like oh, Call of Duty, not the format. I think a tactical zombie shooter. We don't have that yet. We don't have it yet, and I think that would be kind of awesome. You're not Rambo. You're fucking technically making your decisions. Because I don't know if they're going to like revamp the maps they already have in place. Or they're going to come out with new content. I know they have this massive Easter egg hunt going online for it. Because they like have websites dedicated to like kind of figuring out the whole story behind it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm intrigued. And uh, again, I, I know it kind of makes me sound like a hypocrite for saying that. But like you said, we don't really have the tactical zombie shooter yet. I, we definitely <clears throat> don't. Because it's always been... I'm Rambo. You know what I mean? Because that's what the movies are, man. It's yeah. Warfest, and that's what players want. Yeah. But what if you actually have to think? Oh, yeah. God forbid. Yeah, right? Like a zombie game? Yeah. And a shooter in general. Fucking people are like, oh, I want to think. You know? I, uh, I, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'll let you know, because apparently I paid for it already, so it's, oh. it's part of this year's content. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Copy that. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. If anything, maybe uh, you watch me play it over my shoulder, and you kind of determine how you feel about it through that. I, I've been meaning to get Rainbow Six for a while now because of your recommendation. And, you know, I do take that stuff into consideration. <clears throat> and it, it's always been, uh, hey, well, this bill's coming up, or hey, this, or hey, I bought a motorcycle. And, you know, it's yeah. always been like, <laughs> that's like, when the fuck do I play? Yeah. And now I'm like, well, it's it might be $30, but... You know, am I going to, you know, six hours a week at that? Well, I, I like the fact that you're able to, I know this is kind of, um, you're able to actually acquire like the operators through actual in-game. It takes a, it takes a lot of work. Right. No, don't get me wrong. It, it takes a lot of work to unlock one of the, like the DLC operators. It takes, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of currency, in-game currency, but it can be done. You just got to grind. You got to play. Oh, so, I mean, the same goes for Warframe. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pay to progress fast and not pay to win. Yeah. Which is, there's a difference there, uh, and I think if you do drop money like that, I think you should get bonuses in some respects. As long as you're not getting the ultimate god gun and you just shut up, your, yeah, you know, close your eyes and get a fucking quad. You winning shouldn't be dependent on how much money you. Yeah, have. you winning should be dependent on. I know how to use this. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so with that, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pumped for the whole because like I kind of got into the whole story of it all and. Oh, you're absorbed. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what was different about when I popped it in this time and it's actually turning the game into a it's it is the game now with what I want it to be when I originally bought it because it was kind of like the operators were kind of boring but now they have these operators who actually have character and unique abilities that you're like they have one and this is just one off the top of my head that I found that I thought was really unique uh, her name is Dokebi she's South Korean um, and she her whole thing is because you use the phones to look at the cameras right okay. if you're defending your cameras determine how kind of help you fight, figure out where the, the enemy team is. If you kill her, or if you Dokebi kills a person, they drop their phone. She can hack their phone and have access to the same cameras that the enemy does. Oh shit! And on top of that, uh, it's called the logic bomb, and she's able to like hack everybody's phone, and their phone starts to buzz, and they have to like 
pull out their phone to stop it from buzzing because you can hear but sound is very important you can hear that so you can kind of be like you know what i mean and that's yeah that's badass. yeah that was kind of her, her whole like little vignette they had where she's like i i could kind of know where you are without you even knowing and she like did her thing and she heard the buzz and she pulled out her, her smg and did that and it was it it was over that's badass so they have some cool very cool some very interesting operators and very maybe i'll show you in a minute because um you know all that i have it loaded up on my console right now Jacob's excited. so with season three man i'm pumped and uh i want to get into ranked even though i'm i'm actually getting better i was telling adrian i'm like i'm actually my, I'm, it up. I'm snatching on snatching on to you know to, to target a lot faster than i was because i was like eh. you know what i mean <laughs> it's because it's not There's a learning curve yeah a huge is. learning curve with this one uh and it was similar to when i first popped in in vegas i'm getting that feeling again good man it's, that's good is what i'm trying to say so um if you have the extra cash to spare and some time, drop it on some six because I think now is the time to hop in. Yeah. I'm, Very I, cool. I swear they're not paying me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what I got. Uh, what else we got? I think. Oh, I got, I got one more topic yeah. for you. Um, so this topic came up because Avengers Sevenfold's nominated for a Grammy for the Best Rock Album. Um, I, I know you, you, you don't like them very much, but one of the questions, because they were doing like an AMA on Twitter, one of the questions was, what's one song you guys hate to play but fans love? And they said, Beast and the Harlot, which is really one, right? Interesting, yeah. right? Out of all the songs, that this is definitely kind of the one that, you know, threw them up there, that and backcountry. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I can't believe they hate that. So in your um, opinion, what what songs do you think bands hate playing? Well, I know for a fact, and this is a big one, and uh, it might even shock you because I don't know how, how, familiar, how familiar are you with Radiohead? With the Radiohead? Yeah. Uh, here and there. They hate playing Creep. <laughs> they hate Creep. Oh, man. I would not doubt that. Yeah, they hate it. And it's like one of their most popular songs. So they play it. For a while, they did it. It's like fucking Hanson hating Umbop. Like, why Why would that ever happen? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I know that that's a big one. Radiohead hates playing Creep. Lincoln, uh, Chester Bennington didn't like One Step Closer, which is kind of funny if you think about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't, I'm trying to think of all the ones that I know. I got, I got a theory. Okay. Um, now you don't have to agree with it. This is just kind of my thought process. I think uh, Mike Kranica, Kranica, whatever you want to call him, I think he hates playing Danger Wildman. What's your theory? Think about it. It's a different time. Okay. It's a completely different time. If you look at the transition from their albums and their music, um, you know, Plagues uh, and a beautiful Discord is very kind of immature, sluggish, kind of chug chug. And then you got Roots Above, Branches Below. Still mm. my favorite album. But I think that there's some sort of uh, like connotation with a lot of those songs where it's not what they're doing. Because what they're doing is very They, they have uh, like assistant uh, regional manager. manager yeah. I think that one's kind of closer to what they do now. Like songs like that. Oh, yeah. That's very progressive. Well, I would agree with you on, on that. The, that was like the ultimate like flip-flop. Is uh, Roots, uh, what's, what's the name of the album again? I, I always get it wrong. Transit Blues? No, the the roots above branches blah, that one i always get the name mixed up um because i want it to make sense in my head but it doesn't anyway so um i think that album in particular like you said there is very crisscross kind of you know there's mixed feelings about it yeah that is i mean you still got shit like ben has a kid and yeah. walk apocalypse <laughs> which, which are both great songs but but it's like you don't get that in the newer stuff, like yeah. Space EP, which is very beautiful oh, yeah. and very well coordinated, mm -hmm. and like Transit Blues, which is very sophisticated and almost like, almost like classy metal. To know, be fair, like though, Key of Evergreen shit. Uh, to be fair, though, I will say that uh, with you know, with, you know, saying oh, maybe it was a little immature. Um, Dead Thrones came right after that, and Dead Thrones is probably the most violent, brutal album they've put out, sound wise. So like it's kind of weird like maybe they were and they had the zombie EP come out in that time frame which is just violent heavy yeah. so I don't know uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Danger Wildman in that category for him I, if I you know I would put anything on plagues and before on that category because you so, they don't like really Reptar yeah I, they don't really play those songs like anymore and you could well, they played Reptar when I saw them yeah I know but like uh, and they still play uh, HTML rules dude and um, no they didn't play that when I saw them. Uh, uh, they played but, it. I don't know. HTML rules, dude, is um, it's goofy, but it's not stupid. Yeah. You know, like like Reptar. But my 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 my, my theory with that though is any song that I think you put in a medley, you don't really like that much. So they put uh, Hey John, what's your name again? And HTML rules, and I think Reptar, 
and dogs grow beers all over in a medley. In a, this is south. Yeah, in a medley when I saw them last time. So I think any song you kind of throw in a medley, you don't really enjoy playing that much. All right, now here's my kind of second point for it being Danger Wildman. Okay. That's kind of the, like, song. Like, if you're there, you know that song. There's no exception. You know, if you're going for the Devil Wears Stripes, you're waiting for it. I think that's part of the issue. I think that they've, without a doubt, played it every single show since it came. Probably. Yeah. And I think he's at that point where he's like, maybe I he, hate it, but I love my fans. Maybe he doesn't hate it. Maybe he's just sick of it. Yeah, I, I'd give it that. Yeah. I think that's, out of the ones I could speculate, I think that's kind of my big one. Okay. I think they... Just speculative. Just, yeah. just speculative speaking. Yeah. Well, well, first, first speculating. Let me think of a band off the top of my head that probably hates a song that everybody uh, likes. I, I'm pretty sure Slipknot doesn't enjoy playing before I forget. I'd agree with that. Duality probably. Duality would probably be in the same kind of category with that. I think. Uh, I, I love that album. It's probably yeah. up there for my Slipknot album. But, yeah, I imagine there's I some old songs on there that they're kind of sick of playing. Like I'm sure there's. Yeah, yeah, sick. Maybe wait, wait and bleed. bleed. Oh, I'm sure they're getting sick of playing. That's well, the song that actually got me in the whole genre. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're sick of it, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair. I think uh, uh, if you're 40 years old, in this case of Slipknot, I and think you're, you're playing s- songs yeah. that you've made 15, 20, 20 years ago. ago. I think you're kind of annoyed of it at that point, I'd imagine, right? Yeah. I'm sure Metallica doesn't like playing Enter Sandman anymore or even Master of Puppets and stuff like that. I'm sure there's things. I agree more with Master of Puppets. You think so? I think Enter Sandman is kind of the cool transition song because it's kind of, you know, calm compared to everything yeah. else they're doing. So, I don't know. I think that's an interesting kind of take on it. Yeah, I, but, but Beast in the Harlot, though, man. You, you think that they have some other ones that are like, ooh. I, I'd expect Backcountry. Yeah. Way more I would think that one, too. Uh, Seize the Day, I'm, I would think, would probably be up there, too. Because uh, it's kind of cheesy and uh, lovey. They, they don't play that every time. It's really dependent. Really? Yeah. It was um, a big song for them, too. Yeah, on the radio and all that. Yeah, it's, it's a fun one. Uh, Unholy Confessions, you think that. I could play that riff still. <laughs> fun, Very cool. Fun fact. I don't even like them. Fun fact. Still, still a good riff. Yeah, uh, but um, you you got any more off the top of your head? For that, no, I don't think. Uh, some, some bands are hard to gauge with that. Yeah. Like every time I die, they just put so much love into every song. That and they they um they play like songs off every album still almost because they still play Floater for crying out loud, which is awesome. Yeah. But um. Oh fuck! How old is that one? Hot damn! So that that's was first. Yeah. That's their parody EP. That they were <laughs> making fun of metal bands on. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Uh, yeah, they they really do have an all encompassing thing because they do play floater. I remember they that was an encore that they did when I saw them last time. They do El Dorado, which is a banger mm-hmm. off uh, uh, Parts Unknown, which ah. is a couple of teens. They got their ex lives covered. Mm-hmm. Um, live from the or fuck gutter phenomenon. They mm-hmm. they have uh, a couple songs they play out there yeah. too. So yeah, no, they, they they do have a large variety. Yeah. For sure. I don't even think of a – I can't even think of another band off the top of my head that covers all albums like that. Off, like, every single live – like, on a live show, they cover – maybe – nah, I can't. Because, like, there's, like, a whole – There'll ca- be gaps. Yeah. There's definitely gaps in a lot of bands. Especially with, like, uh, Under Oath. Like, they don't even play anything before they're only Chasing Safety. So – Well, when we saw them, they played Chasing Safety – Find the great line. Everything off their every every song except the Illuminator was off those two albums. Mm-hmm. So. Well, they played um, "Breathing a New Mentality." That was off "Lost in the Sound of Separation." Did they play that? I didn't care. They did. I think they. No, they didn't open with it, but it was it was there because they liked that. They because they uh, when they first came back when they played that secret show, they opened up with "Breathing a New Mentality," which is a fucking awesome kind of opener if you think about it. But uh, so with that, I mean, I got another thing. I got one more other topic that's kind of a, a minor one. But uh, I guess Facebook is jumping into the whole um, streaming. streaming, video game streaming kind of vibe. And they're not only doing that. I know they're trying to actually, I heard they were contacting the WWE to run a show every week on Facebook. Well, I mean, they got the money for it. I mean, yeah, but my thing is, like, don't overstep. Stay in your lane, as LeVar Ball would say. <laughs> stay in your lane. There you go. So, but that's my, my, kind, of vibe, my kind of vibe on it. Uh, you got you to gotta pursue. You got to expand. Yeah. Um, so... Granted, they could do what they want. Mark Zuckerberg has a dickload of money. Yeah. But WWE, uh, I don't know. Well, and, and don't we already have a site for streaming games that's called Twitch? Well, that's that's it, too. I mean, we had uh, Justin TV before that. And we had Twitch, which I think came from Justin TV. And you still have all the Let's Plays and live YouTube streams. Yeah, on the like, YouTube. This is, 
this base is covered. My thing is like that's my point. Like maybe with the, like the broadcasting TV kind of a deal, I think that's kind of interesting. But like for trying to run the whole streaming thing, like that's done and it's done better. I promise you, because I can't even get a fucking Facebook video to load half the time when I'm trying to look at it on my phone. See, I think that Facebook is without a doubt on an incline or decline. I should say they've been kind of. Well, I think they're decline. I think they're never gonna go away. That's my that's my vibe on Facebook at this point. Because like even when you were like in the heat of MySpace, you're like this is this can go away. You could you kind of felt it in the air like this can go away any minute. But like with Facebook, it's, I think it's so ingrained. Like you can fucking sign up for websites via Facebook now. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of nuts. If you think about it, it's almost like a part of your identity. Yeah. It's, it's weird. A little weird, man. Yeah. But I mean, needless to say, it's not what it was. Five oh years yeah, ago, for sure. But from a monetary standpoint, they're doing fucking fantastic. So I don't know. Yeah, I so, have. So uh, maybe we'll get to see, you know, <clears throat> Undertaker. On Facebook. I'm pretty sure he's done, dude. <laughs> but uh, with that, I think that's all we got. Does you get anything off the top of your head that we discussed on Long Way that you kind of want to think about? Or? Off the top of my head that we discussed. Um, hmm. Anything else that came up to mind? Anything else that came up to mind? Uh, nothing per se. Nothing to report. No. Copy that. So with that, I think that's the episode. So that's good. We had a fun one. Very good rap. Yeah. Lots of, lots of good shit. I coming. feel like we... Um, Went through that fast because it's like almost like because we had our thoughts organized together in like yeah, the same man, pile. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's weird being organized now. As opposed to us to be like, well, um, there was that one thing. Uh, well, we did go on a zombie rant. Well, yeah, that wasn't planned. But those, for me, I think in the history of this podcast, those are the best topics are the Rants. ones that don't <laughs> come up like on paper. It's something that we, we shoot spitball. Like I think, the, honestly, the best rant that we've ever gone on happened recently was the oversensitivity of america that one that we kind of yeah, that, that one's pretty solid that was a pretty good one but uh, other than that i think that's the podcast and right, ladies and gentlemen so next week we come back with for 59 but until then uh sign off my buddy gabe this is jacob and hold on hold, hold on i gotta do it now i have to do it he's committed ladies yeah uh, twitter periscope snapchat tumblr reddit at second city kids uh instagram second city kids j is in jacob because that's my name www.facebook.com slash second city kids also you can email us questions at second city kids at gmail.com subscribe and rate on itunes overcast and on stitcher radio which we are still on i checked uh also second city kids podcast.podbean.com signing out this week again gabe jacob we'll see you guys next week for 59 deuces